Well, Razorback fans, there's already been a pretty significant coaching change for the Razorback offensive staff, and they are moving on from Cody Kennedy. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning money bet line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. I know it's a little late than what we normally do here on the podcast, but I uh, wanted to, to get into some of the interesting stuff that's been going on and some of the updates that's been happening. Of course, we know yesterday and on the podcast, we really dove into the Bobby Petrino saga and uh, discussing about what that meant for Arkansas and moving forward and everything. Well, there's uh, been some news that has happened uh, actually this morning, uh, and it was being reported by Football Scoop originally. And it looks like other people have jumped on board when as far as the uh, reporting has come from. And the offensive line coach, Cody Kennedy, is not expected to return to Arkansas after serving three years as the offensive line coach under Sam Pittman, which is amazing to think that he's been here for three years. Uh, Originally, Brad Davis was the offensive line coach at Arkansas, and then he left to go to LSU, which I, from what I remember during that time, too, um, it was kind of a... Uh, I wouldn't say a bad thing, but it was just certainly a surprise because he was a really good offensive line coach. And Cody Kennedy was actually the tight ends coach at the time, more like an offensive line coach in waiting because Sam Pittman really liked him, really liked what uh, he was able to bring to the mix. And even though it didn't happen in the maybe the time frame that Sam Pittman was wanting, it certainly happened uh, anyways, where he ended up taking over as the offensive line coach. He was a Broyles Award winner, winner uh, semifinalist. And uh, there's no doubt that there's been a lot of criticism thrown his way, especially this past season, dealing with the offensive line in general. So not only is he not expected to return, but multiple reports have linked him to being the next offensive line coach at Mississippi State under Jeff Levy, who's the new head coach over there. Now, a lot of you have different reactions to this, too, and it's going to have some impacts, you know, like. With recruiting, of course, you know, there's going to be some players that may end up sticking around in the recruiting trail. Some may move on. Uh, Depends on who they get in, uh, because, again, we don't know exactly what Coach Petrino is doing with the offensive line staff and what Sam Pittman wants to do with the offensive line staff. But it certainly was a disappointing year for the offensive line in general. I think most of us who watched the games this year and talked about some of the things that they did this season. It was, without question, the biggest surprise, I think. I don't think anybody expected the offensive line to be next-level amazing. Um, I don't think anyone expected this to have a bunch of All-Americans on it. But I think most people felt like it was going to be at least a decent offensive line. And it wasn't. It took tremendous steps back from what it had under the previous years. Now, there's parts of Sam Pittman's team that had gotten better, I believe, over uh, from last year to this past season. You know, I think the defense 
tremendously got better. I think the defensive line was better. I think the secondary was better. I think even the linebackers in general overall were better. Uh, The tight ends improved. They got hurt, but they were definitely improved. Um, But pretty much offensive line where we all know it starts and it all knows how the offense goes. When they started struggling, not, not even just struggling in the way of not performing at a high level. We're talking about being one of the worst offensive lines you would ever see collectively at Arkansas. It, it really changed everything. Um, Cause again, I, do, I don't care who's the offensive mind or the offensive coordinator uh, calling place for Arkansas. If you have an offensive line that can't block anyone, not only in the pass protection, but also in the run blocking, your offense is not going to work very well. It's not going to work very well at all. And I, I wish I could like sit here and pinpoint exactly what went wrong with it. Was it, because I think, I think it's pretty multi-layered. It could be, some people might just say as simple as, like, oh, it was a bad coach. But there could have been a, a few things in there simple, uh, similar to like, for instance, you could say it was the evaluation of talent. You know, maybe Cody Kennedy and Sam Pittman, evaluated the talent, thought that it was there, thought that it was good, thought that it was good enough, and then they completely swung and missed. That could have had a factor into it. It could have been the lack of recruiting, which, of course, could go into the evaluation part of it. Like Maybe they just didn't have the guys that they thought they would. Maybe they didn't have the overall vibe that they thought they would, the collective uh, chemistry that they would. Maybe, they, maybe that was the case. Um, it could have been a lot of different things as to why it went wrong. But there's no doubt that it went wrong. <laughs> I think like as much as people want to sugarcoat it or say something different, it went wrong and it went wrong quickly. And there was no excuse for it. There really wasn't. Because I mean, we we've talked about it since we're blue in the face. Sam Pittman is an offensive line coach, best offensive line coach in the country, but for whatever reason this this wasn't it. And you know, we really never got a clear answer on, you know, how much involvement did Sam Pittman have in the offensive line with Cody Kennedy? Was it something that Sam Pittman was over there doing his best he could and helping out? Was it something that he just gave 100% all the calls and all the uh, things that Cody Kennedy wanted to do, just handed him the reins and let him do it? Uh, Don't really know, but it was a move that had to be made. And, you know, I've had conversations with Cody Kennedy uh, off the field personally, and I always liked Cody Kennedy. He was very nice and always uh, really cool to me and, even told me that he listened to my podcast, which was pretty cool. So I always was appreciative of him of that. But, you know, it's a performance-based business. And even if Cody Kennedy wasn't, like, the main issue, like, even if he wasn't, like, the problem and the, the reason why this offensive line had struggled so much, I think just basing it on PR and basing it off of, you know, the, the appearance that you want to give, this is something you have to move on from. Now, it works out, I believe, for Cody Kennedy pretty nicely because, listen, he's still staying in the SEC. He's become an offensive line coach over at Mississippi State. So it's not like he's without a job and he's, you know, him and his family are having to go hungry. I mean, he's, he's, got, he's still got a good spot there at Mississippi State. And I know a lot of Mississippi State fans were seeing the resume of him. They're like, oh, man, they, they got, the, got a big-time guy. It's like, well, well, uh, we'll see, <laughs> maybe. But, uh, again, you, you had to make the move. You had to make the move, and I don't think that this was necessarily something that Mississippi State poached him like some people were trying to make it out to be. I believe it was one of those deals where it was like, hey, you know, we love you, but it's probably good for you to start putting feelers out for another job. 
And that's what happened. And it's great. He moves on. Arkansas moves on. And now, officially, Bobby Petrino and Sam Pittman are going to have to find a new offensive line coach. Now, I will, I'll go out on a limb and say that this is not the final thing that's going to be happening for Arkansas when it comes to the coaching staff changes on the offense. I believe there'll be other guys that are changing out too. So we'll see who, we'll see how, we'll see what it looks like. But I think that you're going to see a total total overhaul. Now, offensive line coaches, I'm sure people are wondering, it's like, all right, now who are, who's Arkansas going to bring in? Uh, who are they going to bring in to, uh, to have them, you know, stay on and to be somebody that could really, you know, get Arkansas's offensive line back on track? And the answer is, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I'm hoping that Sam Pittman is going to coach Petrino and going and doing his research and everything as an offensive line-minded guy and say, all right, let's get somebody that we can we can pay handsomely. Because Cody Kennedy, I believe, at least according to hogsports.com, uh, he went from $400,000 annually per year to $700,000 back in April of 2022. So he was making $700,000 in a year as an offensive line coach. I think if you could take that money, you can probably hire you a pretty big name, pretty well-known, pretty well-established offensive line coach to come into Arkansas and do really well. I would believe so. But again, it's a matter of do you trust Sam Pittman? Do you trust Bobby Petrino? Do you trust both of them getting their minds together and figuring out who they want to get and whoever they end up getting, you trusting? Uh, again, I do. Maybe they'll bring back Chris Klonakis, you know, the old offensive line coach. Probably not. But it'll be interesting to see what they do there. And again, I'll be interested to see what uh, the entire offense in general staffing wise looks like next year. Cause again, folks, I think it's going to be completely different than what we've seen uh, from this past year. Uh, we'll also talk about cam little. He made a decision via social media and it was a pretty big one. We'll talk about that here in just a second, but first folks, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay very hot on FanDuel. right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, I wouldn't say this was like a surprise because you never really know where players' minds are at in certain cases, but it was certainly sad to see, at least for me, uh, where Arkansas kicker Cam Little uh, announced officially on social media that he will be entering into the NFL draft. Um, I was, again, shocked to see this just basically because, again, he's a great player. And he's been a great kicker for Arkansas. But I think it was just like, you don't see kickers that often declare for the NFL draft early. You know what I'm saying? Like, And if you do, it would certainly be like, you know, like guys that are like first team All-American back-to-back years, you know, something like that. But Cam Little posted on social media, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he says this. He says, first and foremost, I would like to thank the Lord for giving me every opportunity 
I have had in my life. Without him, I would never be in the position that I am in today. To my family, thank you for always supporting me and being there for me every step of this journey. Thank you to Coach Pittman for believing in my abilities since I stepped foot on campus and giving me an opportunity to represent the state of Arkansas. I would also like to thank Coach Fountain, Coach Chrissy, Grissel, Coach Hurd, and Coach Savick who have helped me very much along this incredible journey in Fayetteville. To my teammates, I will never forget the memories made inside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium with the greatest guys anyone could ask for. I will cherish them forever. After much time and prayer with my family, I've decided to forego my senior year at Arkansas and enter into the 2024 NFL Draft. Woo pig suey, go Hawks. So there you have it. After three years of Cam Little being the kicker, he is officially entering into the NFL Draft. Um, in all three seasons, he was the guy. Like There was no other kicker like he did some kickoff duties but there were some other guys that get kickoff duties but as far as field goal kicking he was the guy um he went 20 of 24 on field goals this past season the dude was elite uh he ended up going 53 of 64 in his career which is 83 percent and he ended his college career now this might be the the coolest thing which is not saying like oh it's so incredible like never heard of before but it's still pretty impressive that he never missed an extra point he went 129 for 129 on his extra points. So he was definitely a guy who, coming out of high school, there was a lot of pub about him, a lot of excitement about him, and he lived up to the hype as a kicker himself. He was a five-star punter and kicker, and the number two kicker and the number five punter back in his class is according to ArkansasRazorbacks.com. Uh, he was ranked as the number one kicker uh, in his class by 24-7 sports. So... He's based out of uh, the state of Oklahoma and chose Arkansas over Colorado, Oklahoma State, Nevada, Air Force, Navy, Army, and many others. So, yeah, Cam Whittles moving on, uh, trying to get to the NFL and uh, make some things happen. I, you know, I don't, again, it's a kicker, so it's like a matter of, you know, how do you really react to this? Um, obviously, you know, kickers are only looked at as big losses when you don't have them. And if they start struggling, if Arkansas starts struggling next year, you know, then people are going to be my man. I miss Cam Little. Uh, but, you know, the thing about Cam Little is that and I'll remember is he he put in the work. He was always uh, a great guy off the field, did a lot of work with some great causes, but also, you know, kept his footing, no pun intended, of being a kicker who deals with a lot of the pressure situations. Now, there were times that he missed pretty big kicks. Uh, I think the, the most notable one was definitely the one against uh, Texas A&M in 2022, where if he makes it, Arkansas wins the game, but it hit the top of the upright. Still, I've never seen that happen. But he also hit the field goal in overtime against LSU to give him the victory, where he did the gritty on the middle of the field. So there were times that he's hit some he hit some pretty good field goals, and you know he wasn't in a situation that often to where he had to hit the game-winning field goal. But I also remember the, the great image of him after Arkansas beat Mississippi State at home in 2021, and it was a great back-and-forth game. Cam Little had a great game, but the kickers there for Mississippi State, they struggled big time, like big time. And after they lined up for a kick to try to, I believe it's to either tie the game or to win the game. I think it's to tie the game, to send to overtime. The kicker missed it bad. And the first thing that happened is Cam Little, on when it showed the broadcast, ran up to that kicker and put his arm around him and was just talking to him. And like that was the type of thing that I was always really impressed by with Cam is just seeing those things where, you know, he gets it, he understood it, and for him to go to the opposing team and opposing player and put his arm around him and everything, 
I think that was just a really cool thing and showed his character and showed his heart. But he's going to be missed. I mean, he's one of the, the great Razorback kickers of all time. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Steve Little, even though it's funny that Steve Little, Cam Little, you know, thinking about the last names, no relation. And, you know, there may have been other guys, people that people like more, you know, like whether it's Zach Hawker. Um, Connor Lempert was also a guy that was really good, but just was on crappy teams. So I uh, may not get as much credit, but still, he was a great kicker and a great ambassador for Arkansas and did a lot of cool stuff. And so wishing him nothing but the best of luck. I don't know if he's going to get drafted. I don't know if that's even a thing uh, for him to get drafted in the first th few rounds. Maybe that'd be I mean, cool for him and good for him. But the Arkansas is going to be looking for a new kicker next year. Did they go to the portal? Did they go to the high school rankings? Don't really know, but you know, they definitely have their work cut out for them and getting a kicker because I don't care what anybody says. We've seen what happens when you don't have a good kicker. And we've seen what happens when what happens when you do have a good kicker. And Arkansas, I think they'll be kind of spoiled. Think about it. Like you essentially went from Zach Hawker to Connor Limpert to um Cam Little. I mean, that was those are three really, really good kickers. Uh, I guess between Zach Hawker and Connor Limpert, um, there was uh oh man, I just lost his name. He's the guy that transferred out to North Texas. Oh, what was his name? I'm, you guys are going to be yelling at me in the comments. Should have looked it up. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he struggled a bit. But three out of four ain't too bad for Arkansas kickers. So hopefully they'll be able to get another one uh, out of the portal or in the recruiting ranks, whatever it is. Hopefully it works out. Uh, we'll get to the final segment, talk a little recruiting and some of the updates there on the other side of the break. So stay with us here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, a few uh, recruiting updates on some things of significance. Uh, we know that Arkansas, it's going to be crazy in the portal. So we're just going to have to buckle up, and I'll try to get on, be on top of it as much as everybody else. But uh, Arkansas did get a pretty big commitment from the junior college ranks yesterday. Because they got uh, Gregory Ginross, I think is his name, or Ginross. Uh, he's a JUCO player, but he's out of Dodge City, Kansas Community College. And he is the top-rated uh, junior college tight end in the nation, and he committed to Arkansas. And he committed, of course, Morgan Turner, the tight end's coach. He's from the Bronx up in New York, so how about that? He's 6'7", 230 pounds, and he had offers from Houston, Mississippi State, West Virginia, Utah State, Texas State, Troy, New Mexico State. He's going to have two years of eligibility uh, remaining. So I guess it's technically, is that the first commitment under Bobby Petrino? I guess it is technically. Um, so, yeah, he got added to the mix, which I like it. I mean, we know that Bobby Petrino was a guy who utilized a lot of tight ends and was really good with them. But you think about it, I'm not trying to compare them and say they'll be the same. But if you remember, like Chris Gregg was not a highly rated player coming out of high school. But then he ended up being a great tight end in college football and then playing in the NFL for a significant period of time. And so you think about him, you think about, uh, you know, DJ Williams, of course, was a really good tight end for Arkansas under Petrino. So tight ends will get utilized. So with him, Luke has announced, of course, he's officially coming back for year two. That's huge. We'll see what Ty Washington does. I know there was some speculation about him, but, um, you know, if you, if you have those three guys coming back next year and coming into Arkansas, I think – they're going to be just fine at the tight end position. So that was that was good to see. That was good to see. I guess they're still going to have Marquise Gums, which I know he was higher regarded, but didn't get to see much out of him. Can't forget Shamar Easter, too. He was another uh, big-time player uh, in high school and had a 
you know, pretty high rating. So they should be at least have some talent there at the tight end position there too. Uh, but on the, as much as there is positives, there is a little bit of negative too, because Marcus Wimberley has officially decommitted from the university of Arkansas. Now he's a 2025 commitment. So I want to make that clear, but he's at a box site and this is according to 24 seven sports. He's backing off of his verbal commitment, uh, back that he made in July. He's still high on the Razorbacks, but apparently Michigan is a team that gained a lot of steam. He said, after tough conversations, I decided to reopen my commitment, uh, my recruitment and decommit from the University of Arkansas. He, that Arkansas remains one of the top choices. He was very excited because apparently he went to the Michigan-Ohio State game for Michigan. Yeah, so I bet that's the case. He's the number five player in the state of Arkansas and the number 36 safety overall. So uh, he decommitted from Arkansas. And I uh, hate to see that. But then again, you know, that's the way it goes. It's the way it goes in college sports. But let's see what the rest of it happens. Um, Because I also saw somebody tweeted me a picture, which I thought was pretty uh, fascinating. This comes from, I want to make sure, on Keys 22 on X Twitter. But uh, I tweeted a picture of Bobby Petrino and Sam Pittman being in to check out Courtney Crutchfield. So they're going to try to get him to recommit to Arkansas. He's a big-time player, as we know. Four-star player, highly-rated player out of Arkansas. So uh, I'll be be, uh, seeing where, uh, where it all plays out. But anyway... I think the recruiting is going to be interesting next few weeks, next few days even. But I just wanted to give everybody an update there to end the weekend. Well, or the week to get ready for the weekend. Appreciate all of you listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns you may have, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you then.